From WIS Politics in Madison, you're listening to Capital Chats. Hello, everybody. This is Kate Morton with WISPolitics.com here with a WISPolitics Capital Chats episode brought to you by Spectrum. Today, I'm here with my colleague Adam Kelnhofer to talk about an interview he did with Secretary of State Sarah Godlewski. So, Adam, how was that conversation? Hi, Kate. Yeah, so it was pretty interesting. We talked a lot about what the Secretary of State actually does uh, in her day-to-day job because uh, I think a lot of people don't really quite know what uh, state Secretary of States do. We also talked a little bit about how she plans to support election officials in the future because there was a little bit of controversy between her office and some election officials when she took over this office. So let's just get right into it. Thanks, Adam, for having me. It's great to be here. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, uh, you got appointed to this position. Um, longtime Democrat Doug LaFollette was in that position for a very, very, very long time. Um, but now there's been some change in the Secretary of State's office. So what should we expect out of your office and under your control? Well, I will tell you, Adam, I have not been bored in this office, as you can imagine. Um, It was a real honor to be appointed and to step in this role after Secretary LaFollette had been in there serving the people of Wisconsin for decades. But I think one of the things that I'm really bringing to the office is my record of making things better. And that's what I've done throughout my entire career, whether it was supporting national security in the Pentagon to do my work as state treasurer. So I'm no stranger, Adam, to these constitutional offices. But when you take over a new job like this, there's a few things you need to make sure you understand before you just jump on in. And because from my perspective, And my work that I've done for decades is nobody likes a government good idea fairy, Adam, who just kind of jumps in, thinks they can solve all these problems, but they don't put in the work to really understand what is going on. And so since I've been appointed to this job, I have really been spending my time doing just that. You know, we've been traveling all over the state, meeting with elected officials, local leaders, community members to listen and learn, um, share kind of what some of the things that we've been thinking about, but at the same time, how can this office be as effective as possible for them? Or, you know, my colleagues, Adam, across the state, secretaries of state are doing great jobs. We don't want to reinvent the wheel. So what are they doing well that maybe Wisconsin would benefit from to kind of Putting together, I'm a data dork, Adam, by trade. Um, And so looking at really what are the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats that are facing this office that we need to be thinking about that can make sure we're best serving the people of Wisconsin. And look, like I think that there's a few things that we all know, which is this office has been attacked by politicians for a long time as they've tried to take away responsibilities and as in a power grab to consolidate it at the detriment of Wisconsinites. And they've put up barriers and services. But for us, we're not going to let that stop 
from being scrappy and best serving Wisconsinites. And, you know, Adam, since I've taken office, we've, for example, addressed some of the backlog and the work that we've done. And we have started doing some of our work in multiple languages. Um, but that has been kind of, I would say, our primary focus is making sure that we're understanding what the office does, what the needs are, as we have been putting together our plan to make it better. Hmm, interesting. So you mentioned um, that, you know, a lot of well, the Republican Republican controlled legislature has taken a lot of powers away from some of these constitutional offices. Do you want to try and lobby the legislature to get some of those responsibilities and resources back for your office? I am a believer in the Constitution, Adam, and I believe that our founders created executive offices to be checks and balances and to also have accountability to the people. And when politicians are attacking these legislative offices, it takes away people's voices and it takes away accountability, which I believe then who really pays for it? It's Wisconsinites. And let me use an example. So one of the many responsibilities that my office has is we are the only office that can authenticate documents for foreign use. And so let's say you're a small business, Adam, and you want to expand your small business to Vietnam. My office is the only office that can actually validate these documents. So when you bring them to the Vietnamese, they'll say, oh, yep, we see these documents are official because the Secretary of State has said that. The problem right now is that because we have no appropriation line that resides with this key responsibility. And we're talking about, we do over 14,000 of these apostes um, and authentications a year. Uh, we haven't been able to put services online. And so if you're living in Superior and you want to have your paperwork um, authenticated because you're adopting a child, you either have to come and visit me in person in Madison to do that, and Adam, I would love for you to visit me. So please let listeners know the door is always open um, or you have to use snail mail. And that's not meeting Wisconsinites where they are. And it can be time consuming and costly for them to get this work done. And so one of the things that we're actually doing right now is we are we have created this modernization agenda where we are doing the best that we can to modernize the office, putting more services online, having things like e-payments, because these are just common sense responsibilities um, and actions that I think can really help business and Wisconsinites in the long run. All right. That makes perfect sense. So um, I kind of want to move on here. And we've been talking a lot about uh, responsibilities of the Secretary of State's office. And I know when you took on this role, um, there was a little bit of controversy uh, related to election related duties. Um, I know there were basically uh, Wisconsin Elections Commission wasn't super happy with um, you trying to take on some election related roles. But how do you plan to kind of support uh, Wisconsin's election uh, basically role or how, how we do elections um, in the future and, and kind of work with the Elections Commission? Well, Adam, I first want to just say that I never wanted to be an election official. And so in my comments, 
that was something that was never said. If anything, I think the Wisconsin Election Commission is doing the best job they can under challenging circumstances. Hmm. But as an elected official, I take an oath of office to uphold the Constitution and to protect our democracy. And we are the greatest country in the world, Adam, because we're able to implement these core democratic principles. But when you look around, some of these democratic principles have been attacked, whether we look at our local clerks who are being threatened. And these are individuals who are public servants that are a fabric of how we operate in our local communities to fake electors at him who turned in falsified documents, for example, to my office, trying to overturn the will of the people to the spread of disinformation. So this is exactly what I am talking about. I believe in my role with helping to strengthen democracy and in kind of building that vision. The one thing that, again, I want to be very clear about is that we're just not going to jump in and be this good idea fairy. We want to make sure that we're going to do things that are actually helpful and making a difference. You know, my I love public service because of the impact we can have, not because I want this work to go on the shelf somewhere. And so in that, Adam, like we've been looking at this from a few different ways. You know, one is understanding the office's unique connection to democracy. So, for example, our role with federal elections, you know, my office records and it keeps all like the presidential electoral college votes, the certificate of ascertainment. Um, so we're responsible for witnessing it, putting the seal on it, keeping it within our office. We countersign the results when it comes to any U.S. Senate election. We collect, for example, all oaths of office for most elected officials. And what's interesting, Adam, is if elected officials do not turn their oath of office into our office, it's not seen as like they can't do their duties by the state of Wisconsin. So part of it is you have to make sure our office has your oath. So then the state officially will recognize you as an elected official to our connection to clerks. Like we have to make sure that the clerks are providing their signatures so we can validate the work that we're doing. Um, so that has been to me is understanding this, what it is that we do, and then further getting into what we hear about in the news every day. How can we, for example, support clerks? Because we know that they are, we are losing clerks and there are vacancies all everywhere. They need volunteers to help run their office because they're so low on capacity. To how can we increase civic engagement? Because it's critical that everyone is involved, that shows that you have a strong democracy to addressing disinformation. Um, so those are some of the issues that, you know, we are continuing to, to look into meeting with national leaders. I've had great conversations with other secretaries of state like Jocelyn Benson in Michigan or Al Schmidt in Pennsylvania. And this is bipartisan. These are, I'm talking to Republicans as much as Democrats, because to me, we know how important this issue is and we want to make sure that we are coming up with solutions that are really going to be helpful, not harmful. All right. That makes sense. So is it fair to say that you are in talks with uh, clerks and other election officials, uh, other election officials around the state and trying to figure out ways to help everyone do their jobs and make elections safer and more smooth? I would say we're 
talking to elected leaders, organizations. It's exactly, Adam, the way that I approached the local treasurers when I was state treasurer. So I built a relationship with the local treasurers across the state. And one of the things, for example, that they were facing was property tax foreclosure and how awful that was for these local treasurers. And so we came up and created a property tax foreclosure um, fund. And we created this portal to help treasurers do their jobs and created a homeownership organization. And so the same way that my office as state treasurer was able to help local clerks, we're looking at the same way of helping others in this democracy space um, to make sure we're doing everything that we can. All right. Very interesting. So I think we have just a little bit of time to talk about the Board of Commissioners of Public Lands, which you serve on along with uh, State Treasurer John Liber and Attorney General Josh Call. Um, what's it like on that board? Uh, well, this is, um, I was really honored to be elected again as chair, Adam. Um, I was chair back when I was State Treasurer, and we really focused, for example, on uh, so part of the role is we oversee um, a trust fund that's a little a little less than $1.4 billion. And this trust fund helps benefit our public schools. So K through 12, it's one of the primary funding streams for books and technology for all K through 12 schools. And then we also provide funds, for example, for the university, for scholarships and some of the key programs. And so in my mind, what is one of the biggest impacts that we can have? It's making sure that we are delivering more money to public schools, not less money, because the more money we deliver to public schools, that helps property tax owners because that's what funds schools. Um, and so we've been continuing to work on making sure that we have the best investments possible. Um, and we are on track for another record-breaking distribution to our public schools. We also just had another record-breaking distribution for the university. Um, and we're gonna continue to think through other revenue streams um, that we can identify to help strengthen how we are providing these much needed funds because we know kids and teachers, they're the future for our state. All right, perfect. Well, thank you for that brief explanation. And I, I know there's way more on that board than that, but yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's that's definitely it. There's it's it's hard to explain government work in 15 minutes, but um, yeah. Thanks. We didn't even go into all the state funding and like the loan program, yeah, Adam, yeah. which I mean, love to come back at another time because I feel like that could be a segment within itself when we get into all that work. So, I mean, we've done over 600 financing projects since I've been chair. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of work. Uh, so but uh, that that is all we have time for. So thank you for for joining me on the show today. It was a pleasure to have you on, Sarah. Thanks, Adam, for having me. I look forward to coming back. Well, Adam, it'll be interesting to see how she uses her position, especially with regards to elections. Yeah, Kate, we'll definitely have to watch for that. And if our listeners want to check out our website for updates on election news, they can head over to wispolitics.com. But for now, I'm Adam Kelnhofer. I'm Kate Morton. Thanks for tuning in to Wispolitics Capital Chats, brought to you by Spectrum. Spectrum.